Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. We're back. We're tired. Oh, what? <laughs> like, it feels like Scandival 2.0. Yeah. I mean, coming off of a See You Next Tuesday last night, right into this. Uh, yeah. I feel like we have, like, content galore right now. I'm just like, woo, okay. And even, even before See You Next Tuesday, coming off the Mac stuff, and people are like, they have opinions on that. But, uh, yeah. What should we start with? We'll see you next Tuesday or Raquel and Bethany? Um, yeah, let's do see you next Tuesday. Let's go in order. Okay. So fortunately, you guys, this worked out this time. I had planned ahead, made all my standing reservations on Tuesdays. I just wanted more than four hours notice. It takes me like three hours to get up there. And James delivered on Sunday that they're having a fundraiser for the Maui fires at sir on tuesday and that would be co-hosted by sheena so we knew pretty much the cast would be there because like why wouldn't you go to a fundraiser for maui like you'd be a real asshole but you know what i i was thinking about today Hmm. um as you're looking at you know the toms you know out there and taking all the pictures and sheena i didn't see lala ariana and katie i think i saw ali a few times but lala ariana and katie take pictures with the fans for the donation. Did you? I saw them get up a few times, but I did not hear the crowd like clamor. So I don't think so. Uh, But maybe I missed that. And I did hear them saying that they would, they were going to be doing it after, but then we followed them to their car as they left. So I don't know. Yeah, they did not because they were still at the patio. We walked out and within three minutes they were walking out and walking right to their um, GMC or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I loved about See You Next Tuesday last night was sometimes it gets a little tedious for me personally. I'll just speak for myself. But to go to these events, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And although you get new content every single time and there's always like different cast members there and it's always a different experience which we love to bring to you guys but I I love that there was um like a a fundraiser involved in this it made it like definitely more worthwhile to go and it kind of gave everybody like a purpose which I liked and so part of the deal was that because they were sponsoring it by Viva Verano and Give Them Lala and Maui Babe which I thought they would have had a little pop up that you could buy the stuff there because they did that when we went to the finale premiere party they had bravo merch you could buy just at a little pop-up right there in the patio so it was out of the way and they didn't they just said oh if you buy our products online we'll match it which that's cool but then the other thing they did was um we'll take pictures with you but you have to show us your venmo scan or whatever that you donated so you know and we heard we heard like the Toms being like, did you donate? Can I like see your thing? Or Sheena would ask to see the thing. And, you know, people would show it here. I donated this. Um, and that's a great idea. 
But that's where I was like, hmm, I didn't really see Katie, Ariana, and Lala doing it. I saw, like, they were just sitting on the couch on their phones, like, the whole time I saw it. And to be fair, like, it was, like, extremely overwhelming. The fans were, like, absolutely, like, I mean, it, it would have been, like, a very successful fundraiser had they got up, but, like, I kind of understand that it was, like, a little crazy in there, too. So, I don't know. Some people are just, that's not yeah, their thing. I don't know. I, I understand that. Like, especially, you know, the Toms and Sheena, like, people were just fawning all over them, touching them, hugging them. Schwartz was kissing people and hugging people. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of, like, if you're not into the stranger touches, as Holly and I are not, I cannot blame them however that's what they're there for and what they could have done if they had said hey we're not as like open as schwartz and sheena are um even sandoval to that extent can we set up something in the little like vip room where um you know maybe lex that it's kind of her fundraiser scans the people make sure they have their donations and there's a little, like, one-by-one one, stand in line for a picture with Lala or Katie or Ariana. Yeah. You know I, I mean? I, yeah More I, organization and, and a barrier. Yeah, and I feel like, unfortunately, um, they had been filming all day. They looked really tired. It was really hot. So I think dealing with – it would have been a gigantic line. I think they just weren't ready for they, – they seem to sure. never be ready for the amount and uh, passion that people have at these events. So, um, Yeah, but- I think they shouldn't have done that the same day they – decided to go paintballing in a hundred degree weather. It probably just happened to work out like that because I'm sure they had like their schedule set and yeah. then they were like, Hey, like we could do that. Like, so it's like, and and that's what's like their whole thing. Like anything helps, which is true. So, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like Sarah and I have been to so many of these events that we definitely saw things where it was like, Ooh, like I kind of missed opportunities that could have happened, but, um, there was no like donation bucket going around. There's no products to buy. There was no, um, actually, I really didn't see the the scan like displayed anywhere. Like you kind of had to work for it to like. Yeah, they had it like right at the DJ booth, and there was no way you could get there. They were like holding it up in the air. Like I saw Israel hold it a few times. Like they had like kind of like a mini poster board that they were mm-hmm. holding up, and then. Um, towards the very end, like the bitter end of the event, they put on stickers where you could scan them and then you could get a photo with them. That's if you want to make your way through the crowded mosh pit. What about the hundreds of tables? There was nothing on our table that even like, we wouldn't have even known about the go cheese ball or the big pinky donation thing. Had I not been on their wet, um, on their Instagram. But but we were on their Instagram. We did know about it, but no one acknowledged it. So that was, like, very disappointing. It's like we did order those things, so we did, in fact, donate, yet it was not acknowledged or um, – like, yeah. yeah, yeah, so that the people who made reservations and were calmly sitting there not bothering them, like, really got nothing because we followed the rules, you know? Like, it was like, ugh. They, yeah, they should have been pushing it because – they were, they said early on, we're only letting our reservations in. And so, well, then you should milk those tables. And, you know, Guillermo and Israel were going around and they were going live on Instagram. I've seen Israel before go table to table to like greet people. You know, maybe last night would have been a good night to do that between the two of them and been like, and I just, we just wanted to, you know, this is our donation special. 
um, here's the code if you want to scan it or just, you know, some kind of acknowledgement or reference or the waiter does it or just leave a little card on the, in the middle of the table. What they did have little flyers for it was Tom Sandoval and the most extras. So maybe <laughs> instead of that, maybe have the little, you know, code scanner thing. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, it's still great that they did what they did. It's just missed opportunities. I think they could have really maximized it a lot more and made a lot more money. Absolutely. For for all of their brands, like not just like for like, obviously, you know, I hope everyone donated to the fund, but like the more exposure for their own brands that they were matching the gifts on and stuff too. Like I would have loved to hear more from, from them about that. So, so the moral of the story is because we know they listen can you just now, after all of our event critiques, like remember, remember I'm dog day, all the things we were going to do. Can you just hire Holly and I? We'll probably do it for free, quite honestly. I know. Like, honestly, like, we just want it right. If if they would have, if Sheena or Lala would have reached out and said, like, we know, like, we heard you guys are coming, would you be down to work a booth for us? And, like, in exchange, like, we'll shout you guys out. Like, 100%, I would do yeah. it. I would love to work a booth for them. Or we could just be there and have our own little cards next to their products. No, but like, I, but I'm just saying, like, if they needed help or like they need something like that, like literally, we are there and we would do something like that. I and just, I prefer having a job than like trying to squish the wash pit and get a a picture that 10 million other people are getting. You know? Yeah. Thank God we had a table. Yes, thank God. Well, I was still, you know, I was excited to try the new menu, you guys, but unfortunately, it's still a no for me. And an expensive no. <laughs> yeah, so I was absolutely devastated when I read that my favorite meal, the price has been increased, and it was like $30. It was very hard to work through because I could not, I, I there was just no way. And so Sarah and I tried something new and like, I'm proud of us well, for just tell them first though, your skirt steak that you always got went from $26 to 56 for skirt steak, $56, you guys. So yeah, we tried something new when we thought, well, it's pretty safe bet. Let's just do the chicken. I do have to say like it, it got the job done. Like I really needed protein and like, I, I enjoyed the cauliflower and black beans like for, my own personal like protein, but, um, I definitely would never go, Sarah, like, do you want to go to Sir and go split that meal again? Like it was like <laughs> with this, yeah, I guess I don't enjoy eating a half chicken when it's still like a half chicken. I want it already just. Yeah. I, it. yeah. Like I, I felt like, um, a little frantic to like eat. And then yeah. I saw you pause and then I was like, wait, am I just like eating the bone? Cause I'm so hungry or like, what is happening? Like, I think I got like a really great part of the chicken. And then I moved into the area that I think that you took off, which was like the end that was not the best. Like I, you let me eat the middle. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I was well, like, then I had the burrata and once again, you guys remember last time, I remember Peter brought us our drinks or something. I had the caprese and it was frozen. I mean, who freezes fresh mozzarella or burrata? So this time I got the burrata. Um, Holly thought it looked really good. It had like fresh peaches and shaved pear and arugula and I got it. And I was like, what the hell? What is going on? It was ice cold in the middle. Now, this is something I eat all the time at home, at restaurants. I have never had anything 
so cold. Holly then thought it was cold. We had our friend Brian try it. He's like, whoa, wow, and, this is really cold. And um, <laughs> I feel like in the Facebook group, we have to do a side-by-side shot of what they put on their Instagram, what I saw, where I was like, Sarah, look. <laughs> I was like, look at this dish. Like, I was like, I think you're going to like this. It's, like, beautiful. It's peaches. Um, and so – She's like, oh, yeah, like, I saw that, too. So she ordered it, and when it came out, I was like, wait, this isn't this isn't the same. <laughs> Which I, 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 I understand, like, they're going to, like, plate it better for a photo, but, like, it was, like, not the same. And that it was very clear that they're still freezing their freaking burrata. I'm like, you don't freeze that. It's, it's called fresh mozzarella for a reason. It's fresh. It's not frozen. It just blows me away. Um, you could get a bread basket, you guys, for $12. Or you could get um, on the appetizer, it said mixed olives. That was only $16 (laughs) for some olives, which doesn't come with the bread. Remember, the bread's $12. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, I mean, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was just like, A, definitely not worth the prices, and B, don't ever freeze your freaking burrata. It was just like I just had to sit there and kind of like chuckle because we've been wanting to use that reservation for so long, and we want to try the new menu, and sitting there um, – it was just kind of like a full circle moment that really nothing has changed. You know, it was just like, okay, thank God. I was going <laughs> to, I wanted the lemon ricotta basil ravioli with fresh peas. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'll get. And then it wasn't on the menu. It's on their website, but not on the menu. So I had to like, yeah, I was like, should we just split the chicken? And, and then the drinks. So first of all, they only are donating if you get goat cheese balls or the big pinky well i know why they chose the big pinky because essentially it's like a free drink to make it's mostly soda water Mm -hmm. um versus one of their signature like martini drinks um but we got to the martini drinks they're like first of all it's the small martini glass already and then they filled it like half full so it's basically like a shot (laughs) And the ser- uh, the service was really slow too. Like that was like we kind of appreciated that because obviously we really wanted to sit there. But like I said, I was struggling to get that chicken to come to me. And and even like from the time that Sarah got her salad, I timed it. I believe it was twenty eight minutes from when you got your salad till we got our entree, which that's a pretty long time to sit there watching someone eat a salad which you would think like maybe within 10 minutes or so you're maybe that's fast let's say 15 20 it was like 30 to 40 minutes so we had 845 reservations and I think we got seated at like 925 and I noted that because James um, went on like right after we were seated and I looked at the clock because he said eight o'clock and it was 930 so I remember like noting that clocking that time so but I understand they were sold out they was packed so I I can see why it was slower they're super packed they're not normally that packed so I'll I can even give them a pass on the service given this event I don't I don't give them a pass on the service (laughs) because um I get really annoyed when I feel like the servers are annoyed with the people that are there. And that was the vibe that I was getting. Every single person that was there was there for one reason and one reason alone. And that was to see the cast. It was exciting for us. I asked every single table. They all, they, they didn't really want to admit it, but that's why they were there. And, um, I just feel like there's like a little bit of arrogance with the staff where they like roll their eyes. They're annoyed that we're sitting there. Um, and, and, 
it just makes you feel dumb. And it, it makes everyone who came that made these reservations that are paying so much money, it just kind of leaves like a bad taste in your mouth. And that's where I'm really missing Peter because at least Peter would come around and he would like check in with you. He would say thank you. He had a smile on his face. Jovial. <laughs> and so um, that I was like, really, it's like, just treat me. Oh, ladies night. <laughs> How we doing? How we doing? Yeah, it's like, just treat people kindly, you know, and, and like, be grateful that we're coming. Like, Sir was a literal ghost town before March. It was complete, like, cobwebs. And now, like, they should, I just feel like they should be a little more grateful. Do you think Peter's not there because he was so vocal during Scandaval and so against Sandoval and, like, he said his own things about James? Do you think he's, like, avoiding the Tuesday nights because he doesn't want to be around them? Or why is he? Because now, you guys, he's never there on Tuesdays. It's always Israel. And I just feel like, well, if that's a big money maker, like, Peter used to love Tuesdays because it made so much money. There's a few changes that we have noted. We Like, the doorman change. Yeah, Cody's um, gone. The security the, guard. Yeah, the management change. Um, all just, like, again, like, changes where... I, I really believe that Guillermo and Lisa, like to their core, want what Peter gave, you know, which is that hospitality, the kindness, the gratefulness for coming in. And um and leaning in the wrong direction. Yeah. Especially with that jerk that you experienced before, you guys, he was there again, again telling the people in line, We're not gonna get you in and he's just walking around like a both him and the doorman guy. So I tell the guy, so there's this huge line, you guys, you can see it on our Instagram. Holly tells the host to stand. Oh no, we have dinner reservations. And, and then he's like, all right, fine. Come in. And he opens the little velvet rope. And then she's like, okay, we'll just text you. And he's like, how many? And we're like, well, two, but three, because, but he's already in the bar. So we'll just pick, fine, fine. Just go. Like, just not nice, mm -hmm. you know, like dismissive. And then your famous jerk that tried to kick you out and then tried <laughs> to sell a table for $5,000. He's there running the crowd. And I'm like, who and, are you? And where's like, Cody and where's Peter? And giving the same energy. Like, I heard multiple people have bad experiences with him again. And it's just, it, it's, it's just a bummer. Like, I, I just wonder if they, if everyone knows that's going on. Because it's just not a good look. No. Okay, so we get there and um, we quickly do like a walkthrough because like, like Sarah said, we are told to wait. Our reservation wasn't ready. And to be fair, we were a little bit early, 15 minutes, which yeah. is, I, I call that being on time. <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, I, I, had to, I, was, I had to go to the bathroom and there was absolutely already at this time, like it was early there was no way to make it through the bar to that little bar bathroom. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, this is going to be a problem. So I asked Israel, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom now. I can't make it through that crowd. Can I please go that way? And they were kind of blocking and I think they were getting like a rope out. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I cut through, go to the back alley bathroom. And that's when I saw Lisa and James and everyone filming like at a back table. Oh, and I also walked past the little garden room and all the cast members were in there. So I was like, ooh. So I text Sarah. I'm like, okay, everybody's back here. I'm going to the bathroom. So like we split up and yeah. So said hi to Brock back there. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, in the VIP, it, well, it turns out we were kind of seated right next to Lisa. There was just a glass door between us, but she was there with Allie and her mother and James. So it's the quintessential scene we've always seen. Oh, Lisa's going to meet with the parents of, you know, like James and Raquel or Jackson, Brittany, or, you know, it's the same mother's yeah. approval dinner. Yeah, Lisa checking in, asking how the mother f- feels, you know. Uh, I wonder if that mother has watched and she knows like James's history. I'm sure. So they were there most of the time. Holly was like trying to talk to the table next. What are they saying? What are they saying? I was yeah. trying to take pictures. And and you know what? I found them later, um, like right by James's DJ booth. And it was too, like I couldn't be like, hey, what did he say? You know, like, so it was a bummer, but um, anybody that was there, message us if you heard anything from that table. I saw you guys. You guys had an awesome table. But, um, yeah, so we – should we get into what else we saw? Or I'm trying to think of how to tell this story nicely. Yeah. Um. So after we had dinner, things I, – I would say – I wouldn't say they were dying down, but while we were eating, um, you know, James, Sheena did good as gold. James was doing, um, just took two, like all these things were happening and we just kind of like remained in our seats and cause we could see from where we were sitting and it just, it, you could not make it over there. So it wasn't worth it. And, um, so then when we got up, they were filming right off the little patio by the DJ booth and we were able to like fully look right in there. Although I did make when they were doing good as gold, I did leave the table and go up there. I'm like, oh, I should probably get some of this. So I'm I'm recording Sheena. I can just see like a little bit of her and James and I'm recording them. And then I see, you know, I look a little bit to my left and there's Lala, Katie and Ariana and they're on the patio, but bordering the DJ booth. So they're dancing and singing along with Sheena. So I'm, I'm filming that. And then just a little bit more to the left, like two steps to the left, there's Sandoval just standing there with, I said mystery woman, but we figured out it's that T sings girl that he's Mm -hmm. been seen with a lot and Kyle Chan. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, no one's around. So I start then filming Sandoval. And then all of a sudden this lady's like waving her hands at me and she's like, no, no. She's like, you can't film them filming. And I'm like, oh, okay. Literally everyone, 500 people have their phones up, but they're just pointed it, pointing it at Sheena singing. But because mine was pointed at Sandoval, just like an inch to the left, that was a no-go. So I was like, all right. So I finished that and went back to the table. And then, yeah, when we left, then we all went up. And you you got a great position right in front of the patio watching them film. Yeah, so I like I was right against the window. And I was able to – because the just like Sarah said, the uh, – the, Yeah, the person with Vanderpump Rules was like, you can't film. And to be fair, she was saying it to everyone that put their cameras up right there. And yeah. she corrected them and said, you can film from inside going out, but you can't film this way for some reason. So um, I sat there and I was like, okay, like I won't film, but I'm going to study the heck out of what is happening right now and get the vibe of – because that's what we've all been dying to see is like what's going on. And just let me set it up for you guys. So looking right through – right onto the patio, there was Brock Schwartz like in the very corner. Then it was Kyle Chan – 
Um, the Teasings. Yes. And then Sandoval. So they were on one side. And then there was only a table in between the other cast members, um, which was maybe you could take one step and then they were there. And that was Katie, Lala, Allie, Allie's mom, and Sheena. Sheena. Yeah. And Lisa was bopping around back there, too. So, um, so I just sat there and I watched. And it, um, it, and it was, like, very uneventful as far as, like, getting, like, I don't know, any intel or anything. Like, Allie's mom was, like, bopping her hands, like, up and down. And, like, they were, like, pretend dancing. They ordered from Jesse Montana. Um, I was staring at Sandoval, who was staring at himself on his phone and <laughs> editing photos from paintballing. And it was funny because there, there was this one, like, super drunk lady next to me. And she she was totally annoying the Vanderpump Rules lady because she kept on being like, oh, my God, he's looking at his phone. He's look at look at him. He's looking at pictures of himself, you know. <laughs> so, like, she was, like, narrating right behind his head. And you could tell the sound people were also super annoyed because everything that we're all saying is picking up. On all the mics. I don't know how they do. They just like have different jacks and they can mute later in editing and mute out all the noise and the that's music. Why, that's why they go back and they do the voiceovers. That's why they have to go back in and like and re-record all the things because there's, there's it's no so way. It's so loud. Yeah. I don't know how they can block out all the noise. Like you guys, we're screaming into each other's ears and we can barely understand each other. So, yeah. So then... Um, like, people were talking to the Vanderpump Rules A that was blocking everyone for taking photos, and they were like, is it always like this? Like, who's the hardest cast member to work with? And she was like, um, she said yes, that it always is like this, and they're just used to it. And as far as, like, the worst cast member to work with, like, they all, she said they've all been doing it so long, they know they know what they're in for and what they're doing, and they just handle it. So that was kind of a boring answer, but... um. So that was kind of it. Like, I, the conversations were happening. Like, there was absolutely no um, crossing of the, like, Sandoval versus the other people. Like, I never saw him, like, yell across or, like, communicate with anyone. It was very much, like, separated. Um, Schwartz did talk to him a few times. But that was, that was pretty much it. Until then, um, they... Every, like they cut and the every, so all the crew came to take off everybody's mics and I was standing there with Sarah and I'm like oh my god did you see that so they took off Ariana's mic and she and Kyle Chan hugged like did like a full-on bear hug of like good to see like a, like a friendship hug and I was like did you see that Sarah um <coughs> so that was really interesting like that was like the one piece where I was like hmm that's like right so yeah, <clears throat> we really want to pay attention to when this airs during that day. It'll be obvious because it'll be the fundraiser episode. Is Ariana acknowledging you're speaking to Kyle Chant like prior to that during that whole night? Is she like giving him the cold shoulder because he's with Sandoval? And then when they decamp, put cameras down and they de mic, then she hugs him. Okay, then we'll know. Oh, that's okay. It'll just be interesting to see how this plays out. I also noticed like a little more interaction with the cast and Sandoval once the mics went down. Um, it just seemed like 
you know, like they were able to rest a little bit. Like obviously like they're not like, and I saw a little more interaction, which then we followed out as um, both of the Toms went to take pictures with people and stuff like that. Like there was like definitely interaction between them and, you know, like here's the cast of Vanderpump Rules, you know, so he's so he's you, right in there. You guys, and I, this is going to be important later when we talk about Raquel, dozens and dozens and dozens of girls fawning all over. I would say definitely fawning more over Schwartz, but tons fawning over Sandoval, wanting pictures. I have, yeah, on them. I haven't posted that footage yet, but I, I definitely have Schwartz have footage and I have Sandoval footage and like they're still up on the IG story too. It's, it's, you know, it's not the best footage. I was just doing it live really fast, but I mean, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say like, I almost feel bad for posting it. Like if I'm going to make a reel of it, because if someone caught me fawning over him and, and like someone was like, Holly, is that you? Like, I would be embarrassed. Like I, I feel like people were like really drunk and like, I don't, I don't know. It just felt like it was crazy last he night. He was not ousted. I don't think there was one person. No. If there was one person that didn't like him, they were they just weren't asking for a picture. Everyone was very quiet. There was no booze. No. There was no Team Ariana. And there was a whole lot of love for both Toms and I would I would even like go out on a limb and say it was just like normal because Schwartz yeah. always got more attention than Sandoval and Sandoval is a little more standoffish and it's exactly what was happening last night. Like he, it's just how we, like it's, I, I did not see any change from pre Sandoval until now. Well, cause Sandoval just does his obligation. Schwartz is like, Oh gosh, you guys, where are you from? Like he engages, he smiles, he hugs him and kisses the, you know, like he does his, he does that job. Well, yes. Sandoval just kind of does it like, sure. Okay. Let's take a picture, you know, which is fine as well. I mean, it's certainly more than some of the girls were doing. Yeah. But yeah, just, it, it really hit home when I was listening to the Raquel thing and like, you had posted a poll or whatever, like, what do you guys think? Oh, and just in the, like the 10 minutes before we started podcasting, I was looking at some of the comments and I saw so much hate and negativity, which is fine. Everyone can have their opinion. But from what I saw last night of the love for Sandoval and then reading comments of the hatred for Raquel, it's just not, it's apples. It's crazy to me. I know. I wanted to read, I want to read some of the comments because they're so like I, I love hearing from you guys and hearing what everybody thinks. But another thing that I really want to do, and I think I'm going to put this in our Facebook group. If you guys have not joined our Facebook group, you have to. There's like up to the minute, you know, breaking news in there. It's private. It's cool. Um, but I really want to like pose the question to the viewers and to our listeners, to everyone. If you were Raquel, and like I, I uh, like uh, taking out everything that we know, like we're, we, we don't like, what would you tell Raquel to do? What should Raquel, like what should be her next steps? Like to even just go on as a human being. I'm just curious as to like, if she was in front of you and was like, what do you think I should do? I'm curious to hear how people would direct her and what she needs to say to move well, on. I think one of the problems that, uh, she did in 
is choosing Bethany because right now Bethany's so polarizing. She's being ripped to shreds over her hypocrisy that I, th- and she's just too controversial. I think Raquel needed someone more like, like Hoda Kotb or, you know, Oprah or, you know, just someone not so controversial and so hated or loved. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that helped her a lot. It helps her in the sense that Bethany understands it and realizes the exploitation and she gets that part of it, which is great. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people um, compare the Howie Mandel to this. Do you agree with that? No, because Bethany knows what she's talking about. Like in general, even if she didn't watch the show, yeah, you know, a, lot she, of, a lot of people are, like, really upset that she didn't know, like, yeah, she doesn't know the ins and outs of the show and Raquel. So uh, they felt like she, they were, that she was really led into this interview. Yeah. I, um. But she still knew more than Howie did. Yes. And yeah. she understands how Bravo works better than Howie. So, you know, that she had some some great. You know, great insight there on like how the show, you know, breeds friendships that wouldn't normally happen in real life. I don't think Ariana and Raquel would be friends in real life. There's just, it's just, I also, it's not like they wouldn't get along. It's just, they wouldn't, you know. I also, like, well, let, I also don't, um, quite understand why everyone is so up in arms by the fact that she said that her and Ariana weren't best friends. Um, I think that's one of, like, the pillar um, arguments as to why Scandival was so crazy. Because that if if they are best friends, then it's horrible what she did, right? Like, that's, that's the argument of, like, how could she? They were best friends. If you take that away, then it kind of, like, lessens the, the blow. Like, not excusing it, but it really, there really was, like, a narrative there. I've never bought the best friend thing. That's not Logan's her best friend. Raquel's best friend is more Sheena than, but they were close, close circle together. She spent so much time at their house that it's just, you know, it's kind of like your best friend's best friend. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so it's close enough. And they did spend so much time together. Yes. Granted, not alone, but it's, Yes, it would be a little bit worse if it was Sheena that did it to Ariana instead of Raquel. But, like, I don't I, – I've never thought, well, oh, this is her best friend. Like, her best friend is Meredith, Logan, it would, or according, it, Brad, according to Brad. <laughs> like, like, like last night we went um, and Brian joined us for dinner. Uh, to me, it feels like, like – and Brian is our fr- – maybe that's, like, a little too far removed. But I feel like um, they did – it would be like if, if everyone was, like, Brian is Sarah's best friend. Like, how can you guys not see that? And it's like, yes, we know Brian. We've hung out with Brian multiple times, but he's not Sarah's best friend. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. Well, that's rude to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would, I would be like very offended by that. I would be like, I'm sorry. I've been here for X amount of years. Like you can't just like, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay. So let's finish up, sir. So, okay, so then they all get up and leave, and we're actually I'm in the car right now, and Holly's like, I'll jump out. So she jumps out, and like, because we think they're going to Craig's, but then they cross up, and I'm like, oh, they're going to go to something about her. 
And that you guys, we have footage of something about her too in our Patreon group. So if you want to see the update and the latest of something about her, join our Patreon group. It's only $3. Um, I did take another video. Well, Holly took those. I took one last night, but it was, is that, you know, at night. So you can't see as much as Holly's videos. Um, but I can certainly post mine on the Facebook group or Instagram. But so, okay, Holly, you're chasing them. And then we realize they're getting into it. And I'm doing all sorts of U-turns. They're getting into like a black SUV. Okay, yes, two times last night, like um, because Sarah was driving. I'm like, I'm getting out, and like I got out of the car, ran across like red light streets, and like was paparazzi style chasing, and it was <laughs> exhilarating. Like I had so much freaking fun. Yeah, so um, Sarah's like, look, they're all walking away. So I'm like, I jump out of the car, I sprint. And I start following them. Yeah, and they all get into this SUV. And then, just like magic, Sarah appears. It was like freaking 007. She pulls up. I get in the car. I'm like, go, follow them. And so we're following them. And, like, we were absolutely dying laughing at just, like, how ridiculous we were. But Oh, my gosh. The stop. What? Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, you tell this it. This is the most awkward. Wait, first, I want to preface this by saying people were probably like, is she drinking and driving? No, you guys. Because first of all, as I said, they brought like a shot glass worth of the drink I got was so damn sugary. I couldn't drink it. It was impossible. It was like pure syrup. So then I got the the one that I usually get, the Green Goddess. Well, this one, I feels like they're using sweet and sour now and not fresh juice. Couldn't finish that one either. So I was like dead sober. Plus we had our meal. but And plus we'd been there for four fucking hours. But yeah, yeah. No, I was not. Um, it was completely sober. Um, so yeah, so then we go. So kind of in this alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Between, you know, Sir and what is the coffee shop, which is next door to something about her. Mm-hmm. And then it goes through the right where right where library. yeah yeah go on our Instagram it's right where everyone was standing in line. So like yeah the public library and then we're at the stoplight and they're going to turn left on La Cienega which is kind of a brave move because it's that street is very busy but it is late to it's like 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night or 11:30 on a Tuesday night so it's it's doable but they're not doing it. So we're stuck. We're the only car and we're in kind of like what looks like the exit of a parking garage. It's not like a street. So we're literally like right behind them and they're not going. And like, there's no more cars passing. It's not like they're being extra cautious. There's literally no cars. And I'm like, it's like five minutes. I'm like, should I honk? Well, and I, and like, so I'm filming and I'm also like mortified because like the windows are so tinted because it's like a, you know, like a, uber xl or whatever yeah and so um i'm like if they're turning around and like being like oh my god there's freaking holly and sarah filming (laughs) us like i was just like so i kept on like dropping my phone so my videos are like the videos i'll probably post them because it's so funny because we're laughing so hard and i keep dropping like it's like you see the car and then like you see the dashboard and you see the car (laughs) but it, it was like like one one thousand two one thousand to 30 seconds like that of being like are they going to move? So Sarah it was like three minutes. Sarah finally like flashes them. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So they, they take I off, did honk, but I did flash. <laughs> I should have honked. <laughs> oh my God. And then, so they take off and we're like, we're behind them. And then she's like, the windows are down and she moves over. So like I'm right <laughs> next to the open. I'm like, Oh my Holly God. Shrinks like a low rider passenger. She puts her phone down her head down. I'm like, no, the whole point is so they see you. 
Sheena's on that. She's Sheena's smoking a vape out the window. And then and, <laughs> and then roll up on Heidi, Holly hides. <laughs> and Sarah yells, "Hi, Sheena!" <laughs> and I was like, and we, <laughs> "We are gonna keep following him." But then, in order to pull up next to them, I had to go straight, and well, they had to go right, um, which was fine. We weren't gonna follow them to like their neck that. That's too stalkery. It was just yeah. a funny moment. We're like, let's follow him for a second, but we're not going to go to a second location and be like, oh, here's the studio. And they're all getting into our cars. Say hi. Say cheese. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, but it was a funny moment. So we had to capture a little bit of it. Yes. We had to follow him for a, a second. I don't want to, you know. Totally. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, that was funny. So, yeah, anything else? happened yeah so uh, other other characters are logan no bopping around easton lala's brother was there hanging out in the like main bar area who else was there um logan cochran was there obviously with ariana no brad by brad no and, and maybe we'll have to jump on Patreon to talk to that, talk about that a little bit. I feel like we've got a little tea in the hole. About which? About Brad. Like, maybe why he's not coming around. Oh. Um. So, what else? Yeah, overall, though, like, I left, like, feeling, like, okay, awesome. Like, we got great content. Like, we have... We kind of got to, to vibe out a little bit to, like, what's going on with filming to share with you guys. That Kyle Chan hug was, like, crazy. And then, um, so, like, I came home, passed out. I woke up this morning. My phone's blowing up. And lo and behold, there's a Raquel interview. Crazy. Yeah, and I had my ringer off. And we got home so late. What is the QR code for Maui? Um See, again, they need to blast us more. Um, yeah, we got in so late. Um, so there, I don't know. What time did you text me? I don't know, but there's um, – uh, well, I, I think I even – I texted you because I knew, like, as soon as you were, like, awake, you'd be like, oh, my God. You know, so – and then I was – I listened to it. Um, I sat there and was digesting it. I posted – I got a little social media posting done, and then I just knew. I was like, this is going to be – Oh, our Facebook group was blowing up. They're like, are you guys going to do emergency pod? Like, what's going on? We want to hear your thoughts. And so then Sarah was like, okay, like I'm jamming back home and then we can record. So here we are. It's 1.32 p.m. and we are here for you. All right. So. But really quick before before um, we do this, I have like a little social media that I want to do before. And I don't think you've heard this Sarah. So I want you to get your like reaction on the mic right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So Lala, um, posted her podcast and she, um, fired some shots at CC loves you. Today's podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to play the clip well, right I was now. Just, I didn't get to that part, obviously. Okay. Sh- shout out to Debbie for posting in our group. Listen, like if, Lala said this about us. I would literally be shitting myself. So he, let's see if, if this will play. Oh, it's not going to. Let me see. And I'm like, are you talking about the, like, Bravo oh, okay, hold fan on, hold page on. or whatever? Lisa says to me the other day, do you like this girl, Cece? Can you hear that? And I'm like, are you mm-hmm. talking about the, like, Bravo fan page or whatever? She's like, yeah, she's, like, super annoying. I was like, you're right. She is annoying. 
So obviously there's a lot of Bravo fan pages, right? There are some that I look at, like most of them throw shade towards me, right? Whatever. A lot of them though, there's at least a little bit of truth to what they're saying. You know, even though like the entire narrative is like a little off, there's always like a little sliver of truth to what they're saying. CC loves you IG page. She clearly hates me, which is fine because feelings mutual. She's like the most annoying, but like literally nothing she says has any truth to it. And it makes me depressed for her because I'm like, why are you more invested in our lives than like we are? She like, makes things up and states them as facts. Is she that just like it? just like what she posts is like number one stupid. Number two, like she just like pulls things out of the air and like makes a post about it. There were a few comments that were like defending me. There was one person that was like, the way that you post is like I'm ready to unfollow because you're just. I can't even explain to you exactly what it is, but she's just annoying. Did you look at, you were annoyed because she came for me again. Yeah, you know what, I don't even look at the stuff anymore. It's just like, because half of it's untruth. You know what I mean? It's like. I've got to be honest, I don't think I've heard of this. You wouldn't because she has like little to no followers at all. Right? Which is why I'm like, you're even more annoying now. Okay, I'll stop there, but that gives you. (laughs) Actually, Ariana knows who she is. She like. Did she do years ago? Didn't Ariana do a little fundraiser thing for her or something or contribute? Yeah. Because she was sick. But could you imagine if Lala said that Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump brought up that you were annoying? I, like, I would be like, oh my God. Wait. Lisa, so Lisa brought up to Lala and said, do you know this CC loves you person? Oh. Is I thought it, she was talking about Lisa, her mom. Oh, I, I thought she was saying Lisa Vanderpump. Maybe maybe I am. I think it was Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, because she refers to Lisa as Le- her mom as Lisa. Oh. But then Lisa just piped in there and was like, I don't even look at it. So I don't. Oh, okay. So you're right then. Okay. So yeah, I'll have to listen again. So, okay. I'm just, I just pulled up her thing and I'm just trying to find one with Lala. I think it was, I'm, everyone is commenting in our group that it was probably the post saying like, is Lala in her villain era, you know, with, about that hug with Sandoval. Okay. Gotcha. So I, I just thought it was interesting because, um, this is something that Sarah and I deal with a lot too, is like walking the line of the, you know, pleasing the cast members versus like telling our truth or, you know, giving like our opinion. So it's just like, you know, in all defense, (laughs) I'm looking at her page. She has 61 and a half thousand followers. That's no followers. Lala. I think she, she recently just got those followers. I feel like it was less, um, like maybe like a week ago or something. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just pointing out what I'm looking at. Um, scored 350,000. Pay- what? Okay. There's more shit coming out every second. Yeah. Okay. So continue because I did ha- have thoughts on that. Like I told you last night and you're going down this path. So yeah. So I, I, I just thought like, it's kind of like the perfect segue to bring it up. Um, and Again, like if I was a cast member and people were posting things about me, like we, I feel like also everybody kind of has like their characters that they really like that they don't. So um, when when someone gets triggered by a post or something, it's just interesting to see the way the cast reacts to it and stuff. 
Yeah, and that came up recently, you guys, with like obviously the Lala photo. It came back when the Sheena and Sandoval photo. Um, now even like the Mac stuff, and I just came to this spot where I'm like, we need to reclaim. Not that we ever unclaimed or lost it, but like we are a podcast for the people. We aren't doing this for production or Bravo. They have their own podcast. They have Andy's. They have Dailyish. We aren't the podcast for the cast. We have done interviews, but the game has changed so much where anyone that does interviews, first of all, Bravo's locked them all down, so it's rare that you can do an interview. But the last few years, the way those interviews have been going, everyone does the podcast circuit, and they say the exact same damn thing. Like, let's talk Jackson, Brittany. How we met was, I'm like, I don't want to hear this story for the 90th time. You know what I mean? So for us, interviews kind of became irrelevant and pointless. And then when you do these kind of things, it's just respectful to be like, I can't ask someone to interview and then I'm like talking shit on them and that feels icky to me and so you're naturally like some inherent bias like starts to percolate and if you're friends with the and it's like we can still be friends or friendly with the cast or not and still be objective and talk I want we want to talk about our thoughts our opinions that's the the same as the viewers the listeners the fans of the show whether it's good, bad, ugly, we don't have to do it with hate. You know, you can make negative comments without being like hateful or insightful, or you can make loving comments without being like, if you like this person, you you know what I mean? Like there's extremes on both sides, but what we want to talk about is what you guys want to talk about and your real feelings on, Ooh, what would you think of this scene or what this person did and not pander to any of these cast members or pander to Bravo or production or Andy Cohen, because then it's just like, let's just talk about what we all really think. And so we want you guys to be you know active in the Facebook group on Instagram comments in the Patreon. There's nice chats in there. So if you want to be more private or buttoned up or whatever, um, you know, so like, you know, no one in the public can see it. You know, people like go read your comments on Instagram. Well, Patreon's very private. Facebook groups very private. And we can all give our real feelings and emotions and opinions and make this fun and be like, oh, you think that too? Cool. It's not I'm not alone. It's not just me. And let's make this podcast for the people, the listeners, the viewers, the what ofs, not the cast. And so if they come out and they don't like what we say or they don't like what you're saying, it so what? Mm-hmm. we're still going to say it if that's what we think or feel. Um, but yeah, let's just try not to be like, you, you should die and I'm going to burn down your house. You're like, let's not try to go there. Uh, yeah. Even if you <laughs> dislike someone, you can just be like, I think she's fake or I don't believe her story. Cool. Mm-hmm. But let's all talk about it because that's what makes this fun. Absolutely. You know, not just, and, and you know what, if you do want the interviews and the, the, that's what's great. It's a huge podcast community. So there's podcasts that do interviews. There's podcasts that do recaps. There's podcasts that just and that's what you know, we yeah and that's what we talk about is like we will talk about the interviews too. Like it all goes hand in hand for sure. Yeah, and there's you know, there's podcasts for everyone. Some people like short thirty minute ones. Some people like three hour ones. You find, there's something for you out there, and you determine if you like the more conversational one or the polished up professional interview on the short the long Mm -hmm. there's something for everyone you guys so let's just hear and be and 
celebrate you and celebrate us mm-hmm. and have a good time doing it. So, yeah, we're not going to be, like I said, influenced or pandering to, ooh, they didn't like our our comment or the fact that we're discussing this photo. It's like, sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if if the cast doesn't want us commenting on things that are going on, don't post. Like, yeah. Be, be the Bachelor style where they, they can't post anything. And I understand a lot of the things that come out aren't things they post. It's people that catch them on the street. But a lot of the things are things they post or talk about on their podcast. So that's fair game. Totally. All right. So should we get into the Raquel of it? Yes. So like I said, I'm, I'm just surprised and I'm not against or for um, this like Raquel stuff. I'm just surprised at the strong negativity coming versus the love and adoration we saw for Sandoval last night. It just doesn't level up for me. It's just, how can the pendulum, like the, the scale be so weighted on one side and so high up on the other? It's just weird. Um, you were going to talk about some of the comments? Um, yeah, I, th- I thought we could do that like at the end. Like, let's just like, okay. let's, let's break it down. Um, so my, my first like reaction to hearing that like she dropped a podcast was like I I personally was like I I don't have closure on the whole thing so I was kind of interested to hear from Raquel I know a lot of people don't even want to hear from her which fair whatever but um so I was like I was excited to listen and then um and then as far as like the Bethany of it I I don't know I it it didn't bother me until I started reading comments too, and then I was like, "Ooh, I kind of he- I kind of see what people are saying." Um, so yeah, I don't. What what was your first reaction to hear that? Like she like dropped a a podcast part one. Um, I mean, I'm glad she's finally speaking and we're hearing something. Um, I initially thought it could be problematic being on Bethany's, just given Bethany's current situation. And so in the news lately and polarizing, like I said, like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, Bethany talks so much. She usually talks over people and interrupts them. So I was really nervous about that. I think she actually did a good job compared to what I was expecting. You know, how sometimes in interviews or podcasts, people interrupt and talk over and mm-hmm. she's definitely that person that would do that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll see. When's it's part two coming out in a week or? I don't know. Um, when, when it ended, I was like, "What? What happened?" I, I thought that like my phone turned off or something. Like the the end was like really weird for me. Yeah, I actually fast forwarded through the commercials at the end because I thought, "Is Bethany going to come and wrap this up?" Like, okay, we'll stay tuned for our part two. Uh, but there was no wrap up. It was weird, and it was riddled with commercials. Yes. <laughs> like, a, like a little <laughs> excessive. And then even like targeted to like my area. Like I, on the podcast, I got an ad for Stater Brothers in Yorba Linda. Like I don't live near Yorba Linda, but it is in, <laughs> in Orange County. And I was like, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I just got a text message that the, all the girls were filming at Foxfire that's the karaoke bar they go to in the valley, mm-hmm. and they were uh, filming, and they were filming also at the Surly Goat in Encino. 
It's a lot of valley action. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if this person wants me to shout them out or not. So, if you do, I'll shout you out on the next one. But thank you for the the info. I keep meaning to go to Foxfire. It's just it's far away. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I should go. Oh, I can't. Okay, forget it. Um, all right. So it kind of starts out her saying she needed to drink a lot to kind of deal with still like the James healing and then having to face him filming. Like that is a lot to break up, but then you have to be with your ex for your job. And so she started drinking a lot. And, you know, I think obviously other things like, I think Sandoval got her into doing like other escape mechanism type activities, but obviously she probably doesn't want to advertise that. Um, I thought it was funny. The, f- the first thing I noted down was like, ooh, shots fired at Lala. Because <laughs> she's like, and I know there's, you know, a lot of people on the show, they're just projecting from their own issues. So it came real hard on me, but it was really stemming from their own insecurities of their issues similar to the situation. I'm like, yeah, that was directed at Lala. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I also liked how how she I, I I feel like people kind of forget about the James breakup and how quickly she moved on from that. And then I also noticed like ribboned through the interview, she kept saying how she was trying to please production, you know, like yes. that, like she was kind of saying like, well, she did say she's like, I follow directions well, you know, um, and she really wanted to do a good job. It seemed like like she was like, James and I broke up. Like, I'm going to really, like, go in and, like, do a good job on this season. <laughs> she is a, you know, rule follower. And that is, like, the pageant world. It's like you try to impress the people, you know, in, uh, you know, in power positions. I thought she sounded a lot more, um, God, her voice wasn't shaky. She had less pauses and, like, thinking moments. She was really pretty eloquent. Um, and then when she said about the social anxiety, I mean, I know like everybody's like, I have this, I have that, but that truly does like, you can see it. We've been around her so many times and there's always like the awkward pause, awkward silence, or you don't know what else to say. She's nice, but like, then there's kind of some dead air and you can Mm -hmm. tell like, she does feel a little like, and I think she just started to come into her own. Like she says at the end of this interview, I was finally feeling myself. I felt like I did a good job. I feel like I leveled up and I'm worthy. And then Mm -hmm. it all came crashing down. She had like a a couple hours of (laughs) confidence. And then, yeah. um, Yeah. I like that. She said that um, she was, didn't feel she was ready at 60 days. So she extended to 90 days and that her parents made that happen. But then later they're talking about, and you can't even afford your own treatment. So it's like, how did her parents make it happen? Did they pay for it? Did they mortgage her house? Did I think they... she means like her, her herself couldn't pay. Like her parents had to pay for her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, I, again, like I, I kind of posed this earlier of like, what would what would everyone suggest that she do after coming off of these poor choices she made, um, basically blew up her life. Um, I, I think getting like help for her mental health was like a good move. Um, 
So the rumor is she was just she was offered three hundred and fifty thousand to do this season, which is still less than the OGs. I mean, the rumor was Jax was at like five or five fifty or something. Um, so I'm sure like Sandoval, Ariana, Sheena, you know, which is fine. They're OGs. Um, so what would she do next? Should she have taken the 350k? Well, minus all the fees and but she's walking with 200. I thought they were saying. I thought that that story was saying she made 350 thousand on this season because no. Bethany made the comment saying that she doesn't make uh, much more than her interns, and that is much more than an intern makes. No, she doesn't. Remember, we knew that beginning of the season that they didn't offer her anything. Like it was a slight cost of living wage. Increase it was like five or ten percent over last season, over season nine, um, and they and then that that happened. Remember, and Sheena was supposed to be like friend of or demoted and less pay. Um, and I know you know their first few seasons they're getting like fifteen grand or something. So I I don't think she she definitely made under fifty k. Hmm. She did not make three hundred fifty thousand last season. Don't you remember that the they're like, yeah, she's making peanuts. She can't even pay her rent on what they pay her. And then this, she thought she'd get a big bump after the breakup with James in season ten, and they only gave her like a little little bump. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, Ra- she said with inflation, like Raquel said this, with inflation, it makes her come out the same basically as the previous year. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I do know that's how they structure it. I'm just, I'm seeing reports saying otherwise, but, uh, um, I haven't, um, seen him. I just saw a little bit and that what I talked about, but yeah, I don't think she was making shit that, yeah, yeah. she wouldn't be living in a studio apartment and, you know, I mean that like th- those things are still freaking expensive. <laughs> Like I like how how did she keep it while she was in treatment and everything? Like and I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is just crazy. So when she ta- started talking about her LA friends, like, you know, obviously she feels betrayed and like she shared things with them that she thought was a safe space that, that they would keep in the vault, but they ended up telling those secrets to the press. Now who is she talking about with that? Do you think that's Kale? Um, I think it's all of her friends. Like what, what are they leaking to the press? Um, like who? I, I mean, I just, I feel like as soon as it came out, like everyone was talking shit. Um, Sheena, you know, like I think that really, I'm not saying that Sheena didn't deserve to speak her story, but I think that really hurt her feelings. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then uh, the whole sex tape thing, all of that, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The fact that she said that uh, people told her they saw it. So Ariana did at least share it or she must've sent it to herself because Sandoval got his phone back. So she sent it to herself and then shared it with some friends. What did you, what did you, what did you think about the part when Bethany kind of like went over the details of that story again, like, and really piecing it together of Raquel getting the text from Ariana saying, you know, sent her the video said, you're dead to me or whatever she said. And, and then mysteriously the phone falling out of the pocket 
Like she didn't believe that. She's like, oh, sure. It's like, no, that that is what happened. But <laughs> but <laughs> but really, like when you really do break it down, and I feel like we said that from the beginning. When you really look at how this blew up, it's absolutely like it. It's mind boggling the events that happened in order for all of this to like perfectly happen. It's 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 crazy, True. and it, and. That- yeah, she just screen recorded that like the that day of or day before. Yeah, that was and and that they had just done the watch what happens live. She's with Sheena, um, Tom and Ariana are at this event in L.A. that we were at, and it was just like the perfect the the perfect storm, the most like amazing reality story ever you, just bursts into flames. And did you hear Raquel said? And then Tom was that Tom Tom performing his hit. And she goes, and they were broken up at this time. So it's like, well, that does confirm Tom's story, or at least what Tom told Raquel and Tom tried to tell, you know, the, the listen, the, the mm-hmm, fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to Ariana, they were not, but it does sound like something happened over the Valentine's day. And like, she just wasn't like, I mean, I, it, it sounds like exactly what it was where she was believing that things were going to end. It's like when, you know, it's just like a tragedy, like a Shakespearean tragedy. I do really like though, that she, I mean, I saw a lot of comments like she didn't learn anything. She's not taking, I mean, she does. She says she's remorseful and that she kept saying it's not excuses. It's just explaining, you know, like, confusing intensity with intimacy is love addiction and that the chemical changes in the brain are kind of like the same as when you take drugs and you know it's she's like it doesn't excuse it but it kind of explains why it kept going because you kind of get this love addiction and I love that she said and now I realize I I don't think I was in love with him and I don't think he was in love with me it was and this I really think is true she goes I felt seen and heard by him and likewise he did too. And we, so we had this connection and that validated both of us. And that's addicting when you feel seen and heard and validated, you want to continue that connection. Right. And you can see just by watching the body language of, um, when she said friends knew that their relationship wasn't great. Yes. I believe that because us we saw their body language the last couple of years we've seen the show we've seen them in person Mm -hmm. so yes I believe it was Rocky and that she's right in that but when she said um you know that about you know and Tom even said it on season 10 he doesn't feel seen or heard by her and what did she do I'm not blaming Ariana here but she this was in the scene she eye rolled and she deflected and like brought up something again against him. So once again, she's not seeing and hearing him. So I believe that is how Tom and Raquel, Raquel needed confidence and validation. Tom needed attention because, you know, he's, he's Tom. Sorry. And so I, I thought that was insightful and very spot on. Oh my God. I'm sorry, you guys. My, my kids are in the other room and like trying to FaceTime me. Um, <laughs> Sarah, give me just like one second yeah. and I'll, I'm going to pause my mic really quick. Do you, do you want me to stop and call back or do you, do you can you keep going? Oh, Let, yeah, let's stop. Let's going. stop. Let know. Or you want to keep going? Just, just pause the podcast. Okay. Okay. I'll call you right back. All right. Did you save the previous and you're merging? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Where were we? She had alienated. Okay. So she's kind of explaining. Uh, Bethany asked, like, why did you decide to go to the facility? And, you know, part of the, like, I alienated all of my friends, everyone except for Tom. But she felt, like, pressured in that confessional. And they're like, don't you want your side out? Or, you know, people are going to write it for you if you don't tell your side. And they really pushed her. And so I think she kind of, like she said, she hit that breaking point where she only had one person left. And now she's betraying that person. She intended on keeping his secrets. But then producers pulled it out of her. So now she knew she was probably going to lose Sandoval. And then she said, and I had like his family and friends trying to ask me to keep things on the down low and hush hush because they didn't want it out there that they knew like oh I thought that was some fun shade yeah I I would be interested like I would like to hear like from the other side like was Sandoval mad about that like did that like cause a problem in the relationship did he visit her in Arizona we know he went there like when did things turn bad like that's what I want to know yeah I mean because she said that long before the Arizona and long before he went on the special forces show where he brought her pictures with yes. and just talked lovingly about her to Nick file and whatnot. So he obviously didn't abandon her after that. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear like, so maybe part two, we'll get that. It's like more on the family. Yes. Um, so in this way, you know, and, and Bethany kind of explains of the exploitation without compensation. It's like, yes, the net for, network was running to the bank and she didn't get a single penny more. You know, like Kristen Doty said on the season one, we got $5,000 and then if we ended up being a main character, they gave us an extra five. I would have hoped that there would have been some kind of like bonus clause of like some kind of bonus she could have gotten for season 10. You know, share the wealth. The whole thing was, you know, around... This woman now, this will never go away. Mm-hmm. She's always going to have the scarlet letter on her. And yes, I know everyone's going to be like, well, deservedly, you know, it's something, well, but apparently not with Sandoval. He's forgiven, but not her for the rest of your life and Googleable and on TV. And yeah, you don't get a dime out of it. And she's not going to get the sponsorships out of it. And like, look at Stassi. Like she was fully canceled for some like terrible things and she's getting the ads and sponsors. I don't know if I see that for Raquel and that's sad. I mean, that's sad. I I guess I should say. It's really hard to, to actually like put this into words because, um, yeah, I, I feel like we have to talk about Raquel's story and just like Bethany kept saying, it's like, we have like the characters that they've kind of like set up for us in this, the story that they have presented to us because that they keep saying that that is what, that's how they make a show. There's truth to it. And then there's stuff we don't see, but they package it for us. And this is what we get. And there's kind of like, yeah, kind of guaranteed her coming back by pushing her because like Bethany said, Yes, reality TV is addictive. She goes, because it kind of, you have no choice because who's going to hire Raquel? That's what I mean where I say it's sad mm-hmm. or not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm forgiving what she did, but she does. Who's going to hire her right now? You know what I mean? She's such a polarizing figure. 
that they have to go back to reality TV because the stuff they did is only celebrated on reality TV. So they're kind of stuck. Like, she going to go work at Target? She going to go, she can't, you know, be a model for anything. No one's going to hire her for that right now or spokesperson. So what is she going to do? Is she going to be a psychologist? Who's going to go to her? And, like, I guess on the flip side, the the same kind of goes for Sandoval. Like, he... Brands aren't hiring him right now. Um, he's like really pushing his own band, but like he also hasn't recovered from this. Um, so yeah, it's like I, I, I don't know. It's but he made more money than she did. He invested mm-hmm. money. He has a bar. He has Tom Tom. Mm-hmm. He has a band. Like he's and he has products. Like his menswear product is in like Target and shit, drinks mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he's made investments and he has made. He had nine years of making money that she didn't have or, you know, at least however many seasons where they made, you know, 500 grand or whatever. So it's not the same um, playing field. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, I mean, she she did come in and she said the producers told her, yeah, if you really want to make the money, you got to you know, make this season count. So she came in thinking, okay, I'm single. I'm going to make this, you know, I'm going to. And I think she was living that life, dating a lot of people and making, you know, for some, and then she just kind of fell into this. But you kind of have to, like Bethany said, you either have to kill or be killed. If you're in the middle, you're fired or you're a friend. Right. And if you think about the beginning of the season with the whole Schwartz storyline of like, ooh, like I want to kiss him, Katie. Are you mad at me? Like that, that was... Like, I think the producers were like, Raquel, this is amazing. And you might be the, you know, like people are mad at you right now, but just like stick with it through the season. And then, you know, you, it'll be your turn next season. So I've gotten over that. Yes. And I think, I think they told her like, good job. Like you're the only one who's really like stirring it up right now. Cause it was true. It was a huge storyline. Um, it gave everybody something to talk about. And then lo and behold, there was this whole other thing that blew up. Yeah. So then Bethany asks about the best friend of it all. And that's when she says, you know, reality breeds friendships that wouldn't normally happen, gave some examples. And that that does make sense. And it, it is kind of what I saw from the outside is like, yes, they were close. They went to music festivals together. They took Molly together. You know what I mean? But they like, she said she'd never gone out with her to lunch or shopping or dinner off camera alone with Ariana. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, Sheena was my best friend. Sheena was like, I thought this was a little cringy. She goes, Sheena was like, Oh my gosh, you're like the sister. I, I, I never had and always wanted. And I'm like, ouch, you have a sister, Sheena. Yeah. <laughs> and you're very close to her, but I get it. It was probably more like the age gap thing. Like Raquel's closer to, well, not isn't Raquel only like two years older than Courtney. I felt like she was really trying to drive home the point that Sheena created a narrative yeah. like storyline with her that like kind of like married them together as this like, you know, like I'll help you, like you can look up to me, like sort of thing, you know, um Yeah. Yeah. So she said she did pay rent, she cats it. And she did her podcast, which was her biggest download to date because she, and I, you know, it was like a month after her breakup with James. So it was a good podcast. Like, cause a Raquel never does podcasts. B she's talking about the breakup. C it's, it was so fresh. 
So my only like little issue with that is like I feel like sometimes we might say things to people to make them feel good. Um, I felt like it diminished like Sheena's podcast accomplishments a little bit where it's like, yeah, it was probably like a successful episode, but she probably said that just to be nice, you know, to be like, that was a great episode, Raquel, one of my most download, you know, I I don't know. I was like, that was a little cringy to me. I was like, well, but I also think it's true. Like Sheena never charted before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before Scandal. And if she did, she charted with that episode. Yeah. Yeah. just just facts it's no judgment just it's what happened um you know everybody's gone down in charge everyone was Kristen, lala jacks Brittany, sheena top four podcasts everyone's dropped including ourselves Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's all trickle down it's like you you know you get in you get out have your fix um so then she's talking about their relationship and she's like, well, everyone kind of knew it wasn't good. And Tom just kept saying that they're just, they're a brand and they have these brand deals they have to finish, finish and like their image, they're like business partners on the show. Like, uh, you know, they're a unit and they're playing a role. Um, and, you know, I believe there's some partial truth in that, but obviously he's using that way more as a reasoning and excuse and leaving Ariana in the dark about it. It seems like he was very much, he probably had voiced some of those things with Ariana, but then he would backpedal, right? And he'd be like, oh, my little dumpling, I love you so much. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like mixed mix messages for sure. And that's normal, a lot of back and forth. And they're still living in the house together. I mean, even she said, Raquel said she gave him an out. I gave him my key. Why didn't Tom? He's so stubborn. He did that out of spite. He, I'm not leaving my house. Like, you had a place to go. Mm-hmm. I love that she said, I don't know if he had money to get a place. He, all his money's tied up in shorts and Sandy. So it's like, well, good. But yeah, it is weird that neither one of them have. And I understand it from a point of like a bitter divorce where the second you leave is when someone changes the locks and keeps their stuff and can secretly steal the stuff, you know, like move it out without you knowing. Mm -hmm. So I get not leaving from that perspective of making sure like no shenanigans go on. But I don't know if that's the case. I feel really, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like across the cast that there has been whispers of this being kind of odd and everyone kind of questioning it. So I think by Raquel bringing it up, it was like a little, I don't know. Some, something's there for sure. I mean, she didn't think it was weird. She's like, well, it's not weird. Cause that's how they were. So I I guess, but the fact that, Ariana's like, I can't, I mean, Alex Baskin is right. I can't film with him. I won't speak to him. I won't look at him, but you're living in the same house together. It's just odd. Well, and and it's just like been proven to not be true. She's absolutely filming with them, you know, just mere feet away from each other. So they walked in, he walked in right behind her. And again, like, I, I feel like I'm like going crazy because like, what do I want? What do I need out of this to like be able to watch this show and like be on board with what's happening? Like, does can Sandoval never be forgiven? Can Raquel never be forgiven? Is what Ariana says like the Bible? And if anybody you know doesn't follow that, then like screw it. Like it, it's confusing because their words were just so um, 
crazy in the fact like they're they're drawing such a line in the sand and now they themselves are crossing it so i i think again like we're all just processing our feelings and being like okay like how do we feel about this now as the viewer so that's a lot um she said she you know why did she tell ariana the truth um she said that's why her and tom like it went on so long is because they kept disagreeing on being honest with Ariana about the timeline because Tom didn't want to, you know, say the truth because he didn't want to hurt her and, uh, or he didn't want to hurt Ariana or he didn't want to look like such an asshole that he's fucking her friend while the, like the day after her dog died. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think Tom, it was saving face and yeah, maybe he also didn't want to hurt Ariana. And then Raquel maybe struggled with, well, you're asking me to lie. And like, that's a lot of lies and secrets we have to keep straight. Um, but then it eventually came out anyway, since she told Ariana the truth because Ariana was demanding it and Raquel felt vulnerable that like, she has this video of me. I didn't want her to leak it. So I played along and told her what she was asking me to tell her that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that part. Um, that made me feel really weird. And then I even took it a step further than that. Thinking of the merch that Lala made you know, send it to Daryl. So she was sending a cease and desist letter to Lala, to her attorney, whoever, you know, the attorney sent it to the wrong email address. Lala erupted. But what it was about was her trying to protect herself after this video is being shared about her. Yeah. And, you know, like, does does she deserve that? Is that what everybody, like, she, she deserves, like, I don't think anyone deserves that. She didn't even know, like, like, oh, if you don't want it out there, don't do it. She didn't know she was doing a video. Yeah, She thought it was a FaceTime. It's not like Stassi that did her own video and sent it to Frank that Raquel didn't do that. She just thought it was a video call, you know? And I think, like, I think, like, what this whole um, interview to me was, was about is it's, and we've known that, like, her, Raquel herself has ruined her reputation, She's ruined her reputation. She's lost all of her friends. She's lost all of her credibility. Um, You know, she's done things that are, you know, quote unquote, unforgivable. And um, that's what she has to live with now. So I just, I don't know, like, where the punishment goes from here. Like, now what? Yeah. Shout out to Vanessa Tony. Not so patiently waiting for the emergency pod. (laughs) <laughs> I know, and I'm seeing other people like dropping pods. I'm like, ah, um, okay, we're but- <laughs> almost done. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It's like the you know, timeline and I, then yeah. the threat of of it being leaked when you know, uh, yeah. I just like, do you know, you know how like when you get called out for doing something shitty, like, like the panic feeling that I get, like if I've done something and someone's like, hey, did you do this? I'm like, <gasps> like like either a I did and like how am I gonna like word my way out of this now like I just like the whole it was just like a lot yeah um okay I'm just gonna I just want to read a couple of oh sorry we've had a lot of sorry guys like we've had we're a little chaotic because we're doing this so quickly but um thanks for sticking with us um 
I, I went to go see what was wrong with Ronnie and Daisy, and um, Daisy had slipped on an eyelash curler and like fell and hit her head. And they were trying oh. to they were trying to call Chad on Facetime. That's oh, no. what I'm like. Oh, she's okay. Like it was. They, she's okay. Yeah, but Ronnie was just scared, you know. Oh shoot. But they're <laughs> checked. I know they're good. They're, I'm like, okay, you guys. Okay, so I just want to read a couple of the comments because I think we can like talk through them, and it's just interesting to hear other people's perspectives. And I'm not going to say names because, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's the hard part. Is it's like I don't know if people want this shared or they want to be. I, I wouldn't want it shared. So, yeah. okay. So one person said, um, "Think she did okay, but annoyed she didn't apologize to Sheena, her quote real friend." Um, I was kind of surprised about that too. I thought that, um, she kind of, she definitely wanted to clear up what Sheena was saying, but still did not say sorry. Mm. Um, uh, she's continuing to make terrible choices and I'm not feeling bad for her anymore. I was feeling sad for Rachel and her mental health, but she's making terrible choices Two narcissists having a chat. Um, uh, still saying seven months, and I'm still like question mark. Um, too little, too late for both of them. So let's see what else. Just two people trying desperately to stay relevant in a world where they are quote victims. So a lot of people like really upset that um, you know saying that here Bethany's trying to help you know or, or like put together this this um, package. Yes, um, you know saying that these reality stars need to unionize and all this stuff, but then she kind of is exploiting Raquel right now, <laughs> which I don't know how like yeah. how else she could have done that where we couldn't make that comment. But I mean, I think we'd all feel well. I don't know. I guess the argument would be like they do replay these all the time. So why don't reality stars get the residuals like other shows get for, you know, every time a commercial airs, you get another check, you know? So I I would agree with the residual stuff. And then maybe for Raquel, like ruining her whole life over this and it's always going to haunt her. At least maybe she could pay some of her bills with the residuals or whatever, but I know no one cares. Just, it's just a point to make. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I guess I want it to see if there's going to be hate, I want it evenly spread between Sandoval and Raquel. If there's going to be love, it should be evenly spread, just not one or the other. Uh, and yeah, so totally. I'm not trying to defend Raquel. She's trying to move on. I don't know what we expected her to do. I Like I said, maybe I would have chosen a different podcast because Bethany right now is way too controversial. Always, always is really. So I would have taken maybe someone softer but we did need to hear from her at some point, and so now we have. And I thought she did a pretty good job of it, and she seems to understand why she's doing the things she's doing and where they stem from. Like, I think she's still, you know, work in progress, as Jax would say, but um, I, I feel like I've seen some like a reality check where she's not just saying the words that you're supposed to say, like you do in those formal Instagram apologies. Like she's explaining it she's understanding it more. So I think she could continue to grow that way. And I'm glad that we've heard something and I guess we just, you know, TBD. I do see, I do see some support in the comments um, of people saying like exactly what you just said, that like, can we at least have, 
Sandoval also be held to the fire the way that Raquel is. So I do think like that, like undercurrent, like a uh, tone is there. Um, and also like, I kind of respect the fact that she didn't come back, even though yes, the paycheck was much, much bigger. That's very temporary. There's no way there's a place for Raquel in season 12. There's a place for her in season 11, but they're going to phase her out. They're going to push her out. There would be, unless they just started a whole different show with her group of friends, but now she lost all her friends. So I don't think, I think that paycheck would have been a singular paycheck. And in the long run, it makes her look better, a little more, some things are more important than money. Mm -hmm. You know, she's telling her story. Um, she's walking away from the paycheck in order to look more legit or show real growth. Whereas if she went on season 11, people would just be like, she's just a thirsty fame, thirsty whole, you know what I mean? Like she just wants more airtime. So she would have lost, she would have gotten a paycheck, but she would have lost more credibility and respect. Absolutely. I, I also feel like it validates this story as being like real. I think a lot of, yeah. I, especially when uh, the photo came out of Lala embracing Sandoval, people are like, we, we've been bamboozled. Like this is ridiculous. By Raquel stepping out and not coming back, I feel like it's going to give the other, we're going to be able to go along the journey for healing for Ariana, Sheena, you know, all the other characters. It it kind of helps because taking her out of the equation, it, it lets us finish the journey, I feel like. Yeah. So just imagine season 11. That's what it would be all over. Raquel's so thirsty for camera time. But you know what? Sandoval's back in season 11. Is anyone saying, why is he back? He's so thirsty for camera time. No, no. they're saying, well, of course he's back. He's an OG. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of OGs that aren't on the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's not a good argument. They're not on a show for a reason. Maybe Sandoval shouldn't be on the show for a reason. But, like, I don't – the comments would be different. They're not, like, thirsty, fame whore. They're just – that's what would be said about Raquel, and it's – they're just saying different things about Sandoval. There still might be the hate there for Sandoval, but it's just – you know, it's when you call, um, you know, a man – aggressive and a woman a bitch like if they're a ceo or whatever she's a boss bitch she's like she's a bitch he's oh he's aggressive you know it's right it's the way it, the the tone and the the shadowing of it but anyways i mean i guess we'll have part two yes coming. absolutely I feel like it's not gonna be a week i feel like actually let's look at bethany's um oops let's look at her podcast um, Raquel is also very active on social media today. She's sharing stories. She's viewing stories. She We um, messaged her. She saw it um, on uh, my other accounts. She's seen things that I have sent. So it seems oh, like she good. is back and engaging a little bit. Okay. Well, it may not be a week because it does seem like she does them pretty frequently. It's It's either weird. She had like July 31st, August 3rd, August 4th, August 7th. And then not till August 15th. And then again today. So she's kind of all over the place, but some of her podcasts have been back to back. So I guess the answer is we have no fucking idea. <laughs> it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, it, we it will, yeah, we will be back. And anytime anything happens, expect to hear from us on the pod. Go to Instagram to see the stories from See You Next Tuesday and the reels. 
and we may add some more. Go into Facebook group Vanderpump Rules Party or Patreon slash Vanderpump Rules Party. Only $3 a month for more video footage and something about her and extra tea and gossip and opinions and videos and extra podcasts. The whole gamut. And let's make this a community so we are speaking for your voice and voicing your opinions. Um, we want to do that along with our own and make this, you know, a fun, interactive podcast for the people. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.